1: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for season 12, episode 10, titled Super Fan Makeover. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined as always by one prima donna <laughs> of a co host. From the podcast pod is my co pilot. Please say.
0: Obviously, it's because I'm a Caucasian woman and she's a black woman. <laughs> To Taylor, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor, the Latte Boy. That
0: is not the one I expected. That well, okay, now let me. I, I have
1: two alternates. I have two alternates. What okay, were the ones the, you? Expected? These ones don't count. They don't right? count. They do don't not count, count for, for anything. Contest. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you want to explain the contest really fast for yeah, people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For those of you are a Patreon supporters, we're doing a contest for a fifty dollars pot today. Uh, if you can predict what the clips, that little clip I play, there's called Clip Zero. If you can predict Clip Zero, you can, I don't know if anybody won. I haven't looked at the entries. I don't know why I'm not looking at the chat room, but I'm
0: not. Um. (laughs) Because I'm the prima donna of Afterthought Media.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm the prima prima donna. So, uh. Uh anyway, the so they were trying to predict clip zero. I don't know if anybody did or not. I'm not looking at the chat.
0: I room. don't think anybody I don't think anybody's got it. Everybody okay. is everybody in the chat room right now is saying, Oh, I would have I wish I had gotten that or I, yeah. I didn't think of that one. Okay. I so, would have never got that one. Okay, so, so what were what were the alternates?
1: Well, well, let me look at what yours was. You texted it to me. Yours was Oh no, the quote about one or even though I do have it in my notes to bring that up with you. It's not yeah. that one. No, the other one was to me, I, I didn't pick these two because I thought... I don't know if anyone guessed these two, but they were okay. so on the nose, I thought they were too obvious. My drop. Bow. Boom. Cat. Cow. was that one. Okay. This one... I'm gonna... That one was never... That was always a third place. This one was a okay. very close second. I almost went with this.
0: Yacht yes, Queen.
1: Works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... uh. But I, I decided on that one. Uh, I don't know if anyone
0: had any of those. No, either. I don't think anybody had any of those. Yeah. But, the, but you know what? So if nobody had it, then the $50, will that stay for next week as well? It doesn't roll over. But yes. No, so I, I didn't say it rolls over. But yeah. I mean, so, so. but the $50 pot $50 will pot, it. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: We'll continue next week. If you can predict clip zero. Okay. Uh, yeah. You can win a $50 pot. All right. But, you know, maybe they'll learn to think like me. You know, they'll learn to think. Oh, that's funny. a terrifying thought. But okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe. they start blocking everybody. <laughs> I get blocked. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, if you guys weren't listening, um, you know, if, you're, if, if people at Patreon, at the premium level, we yeah. do a whole segment called Just Between Us Girls. Okay? Right and what
0: which you, is getting longer and longer <laughs> yeah i
1: think it was like an hour today uh it was pretty damn
0: close to it yeah yeah
1: yeah where we uh we talked about um uh taylor being a prima donna we talked about alaska and the and the rescheduled drag queen of the year pageant um we talked about music well, God, we talked about a lot today uh yeah. un- the unemployment line and how we have a friend who can't manage it and and, and a batantrum in the middle. Oh, there! you guys missed a batantrum. I wouldn't even call it a batantrum. I was very calm when I did it, but I get very flustered after I do it. Yes. Because uh, anyway, I, I, I can't get into it. But the point, <laughs> yeah, I block someone during the just, but in the while while Taylor's talking about whether he's a prima donna or not, I pulled a prima donna move and just, I pulled a Patty Lapone. Have you ever heard the clip of Patty Lapone freaking out at Gypsy? How dare you? Yeah, How but dare you? the
0: person's on their you phone. You were or? told.
1: You were told. Uh, let me see if we can pull that because th- th- this is essentially what happened. You know, is uh, I, I I pulled a Patty Lupone uh, level tantrum. Um, here we go. I this there's one that says tantrums. You know. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yells at a photographer mid-show. Hold
0: That was me during that. Somebody taking screen captures of their... That was me during the... That was, that was, that, their, yeah. <laughs> that
1: was me during, the, that. That was me during the, the, the... Just between us girls. How dare you! Get out! I'm, I'm going to pull that clip and just keep that handy. What's funny is just like... But I I know what Paddlebone's talking about. Uh, Taylor, did I not... Did I not warn him? Didn't I say, you're walking on thin ice?
0: Well, okay, but... Okay, okay. I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into this. Play Joanne by you're cool the, in the game. I don't want to get it, I don't want to get into this now because you and I will talk about this for hours later.
1: <laughs> no, I will not. All right, you were Taylor. You're blocked. Get out of here. <laughs> This week, the queens are paired off with female superfans in this season's makeover challenge. On the runway, the queens do their best to make over their partners to bear a family resemblance. Jada earns her third win of the season while Heidi and Jackie find themselves facing off in a lip sync battle for their lives. Heidi and Jackie both prove their worth and win over RuPaul for the first double chante of the season. Taylor the Latte Boy, named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you
0: did not. I don't know that I have two things that I liked about the episode. I think it was not in that there weren't, I couldn't find two things. It was an enjoyable episode to watch. <laughs> the whole thing was seemed very light mm-hmm. and seemed like a, a, just, it seemed like everybody was having so much fun yeah. that it was enjoyable to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that regards, I re- I really liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought after we watched the, the the sneak preview of the first act, a couple of days before on YouTube, you know, my husband, as you refer to it, Robert Alou, mm-hmm. um, was like, I'm just going to sit and I'm just going to play Animal Crossing while we're watching. But eventually he, like, was like, put the put the switch down and was like, this is a really good episode. So we, we really enjoyed it. Something I didn't like was I was not a fan of Jackie's lip sync. I get what she was trying to do, but... If there was something uncomfortable about it. I get to a degree why they sh- they they saved her because it was something we've never really seen before, mm-hmm. and she committed to it um, and committed to it well. But I I didn't like watching it. I much more enjoyed Heidi's kind of like light airy da- dance to the lip sync, and and it was just different. So I don't know. That I understand why there was a double chante, especially this or yes, chante uh, this late into the season. But it, you know, whatever. What about you?
1: Uh, well, let me address what you just said right there. I have a conspiracy theory that I shared in the first response last night, and I will share it with you when we talk about the lip sync. But I, there's a reason why it was double chante, <clears throat> and it was pre planned, predetermined, predestined, Calvinist. Okay. Uh two things I think about the episode. Uh Crystal. Everything Crystal in this episode. Uh her looks, her personality, it's really coming through. She's getting sort of a Cameron Michaels edit where we're seeing her later in the season. Uh yeah. now that they've narrowed down the girls, she's getting more confessionals. I find her uh you know, unquestionably likable and absolutely charming and mm. uh yeah. Big crystal, and so it was nice to see more of Crystal. Next, the super fans. I loved every super fan. Uh, yes. There was not one that I didn't like. They didn't even. You know, sometimes when they do these makeovers, there's always one that's a problem. Yeah. You know, uh, none of them were problems. I, in fact, one of my heartbreaking things is my favorite of the girls didn't get a lot of screen time because she was partnered with Sherry Pine. That was Janet the Planet. Yeah. I loved yeah. Janet the Planet, and every time she was on the screen, I was lit up, but we didn't get to see a lot of her because she was paired with Sherry Pie, mm-hmm. and uh, that was unfortunate because I really, really liked Janet the Planet. The one thing I did not like, uh, it was a good episode, um, but I wrote here in my notes that I worry about the lack of stake or tension among the girls, and so, so I think one of the best things to happen was this makeover because it brought some new mm-hmm. dynamics into this, but that first act, Ufa. You know, like you just said, you watched the first act and your, and your husband, Robert Alou, said I'm out, right? Because there's mm-hmm. just, there are no stakes, there are no tensions, all the girls get along, it's pretty much like, yeah, we're, we're just trudging along till the end, you know? Yeah. And now, per, the one thing I will say for the girls or for the show, which is so funny because I'm rooting for tension, is there's probably a lot that we didn't see with Sherry Pie. And then maybe they're the Sherry Pie storyline that we're not getting because they, in fact uh, the AV Club had an article that came out yesterday about that about we're missing yeah. so much when you look at the international edits uh, with Sherry Pie being gone and uh, that they're oh they, fo- they're only sh- editing the American version I think they're editing the international one but not as strongly so okay I, we have some international fish in the chat room right now I'm not in the chat room because then I, I would block everybody <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And have no
0: Patreon supporters left, but uh, well, I I well, It's funny you mentioned that because I've noticed that when they do cut to Sherry, Sherry seems to be the. I mean, they gave her a little bit of airtime this week, but I think part of that is because of Janet the Planet. I think that's the yeah. reason why they gave her the airtime that they did. Um, and I'm almost wondering if she is the one that is playing the instigator. For attention, because especially on untucked, she seems to be the one in the beginning when they all sit down, when, whether she's safe or whether she comes in, that's asking the uncomfortable questions and mm-hmm. almost trying to stir stuff up a little bit. And maybe we're not getting answers for things like that because she, there's no question to be asked.
1: You know what's so funny is, do you ever, I, I don't know if this is an edit or this is the way she naturally is, but whenever they have her ask a question, she has a crazy look on her face and looks like a cartoonish villain where she's like, So, Heidi, (laughs) what'd you think about that phone call Ripple made? I'm
0: doing a face that no one can see right now, but. um, (laughs) She's twirling her mustache the whole
1: time she's doing it. Yeah, it's it's a weird cut that they do there. Um, But yeah, that was sort of my uh, take is that it was a good episode, but I'm I'm curious to see what happens next week. Well, next week, then we're down. Oh, no, we still have the top six, but we'll, yeah, they'll be down to the top five after that. So, I mean, it's going to get closer and closer. I don't know.
0: Which, you know, I thought about, and I was expecting that to be this before I started watching the episode. Mm -hmm. If Sherry is not eliminated, or if Sherry was not eliminated tonight, Mm -hmm. I would say next week, Mm -hmm. if she's not eliminated, we already know who our top four technically is. Because if she's been eliminated, even though we have five, whoever gets eliminated the next week if they're going to do things the way that they're planning on doing things, technically, they would bring that person in. Yeah. So, I mean, some some of the tension is already gone. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, very good point.
1: Uh, Alright, let's move on. After Widow's elimination, the Queen say goodbye. Heidi asks Jackie how she feels after surviving the lip-sync. The group congratulates Jada for her win before going over the remaining Queen's track records. The next day, the group celebrates making it to the top six before RuPaul enters the workroom to quietly announce this week's Maxi Challenge. For today's Maxi Challenge, you're going to be making over some beautiful women.
0: <gasps> I love- that just happened to be drag race super fans. Oh. Oh. Here's the thing oh my God. they're right outside that door, and they have no idea what's about to happen to them. Oh my <laughs> God.
1: Uh, As the winner of last week's Maxi Challenge, Jada was tasked with pairing the queens and the superfans. Jada chose Bethany for herself. Crystal was paired with Grace. Heidi was matched up with Nicole. Gigi Good got Shay. Sherry Pie got Janet the Planet. And Jackie was left with Tiffany. Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on this first act, on the Maxi Challenge idea, the, the girls walking into the workroom, the setting up and everything.
0: I think the the first the first when they first come in was just sort of a throwaway to me. I think the fact that they listed who has how many was <clears throat> excuse me was kind of interesting and the fact that crystal and and heidi or crystal and uh Jackie sort of made a joke about it and that's that's you sort of saw that kind of set up some of what we were going to see later on as far as maybe Jackie faltering and saying, you know I just need to win I just want to win at this point mm-hmm. um the I know that they've done different things <clears> in the past, where they've done, you know, veterans in the past. They've done uh, the the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time, to my understanding, that they've made over women on this show. I know the Drag You that was something mm-hmm. that they did back in the day, and I've seen some. Well, in the relatives episode. Remember
1: where like it was uh, like yeah,
0: but relatives are. Th- this is something where they just kind of are bringing women in. Yeah and you know strangers in str- I don't want to say strange women but women that they don't know and mm. and i think that i've seen some tweets and i've seen some things talking about how that is problematic in that they are making over women you know the the equivalent of like the bachelorette party at a gay bar kind of thing and which i think is just dumb um i think that you have these women who were super excited and also were they they are celebrating a show that at least initially it was almost probably just you know gay guys watching it and the fact that they have come on and grown the numbers of the audience and show complete love for these queens and you know i think i think i think it was something interesting and something fun and I'm glad that they did it. I also commend Jada for matching everybody up as well as she did. I think that this kind of speaks to there isn't, in times past, there's always been one girl who's gotten fucked over, whether on purpose or not. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Jada almost seemed to go out of her way to not do that. Yeah. Jada wanted everybody to have somebody that she felt like was a good energy and a good matchup. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she couldn't have known about she couldn't have known about crystal and grace really connecting the way they did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it just, it just, I think that's part of the reason why Jada won because she did such a good job matching up the girls.
1: Yeah. I actually had it in my notes as well that Jada, even though I saw it, I'm like, wow, she did a really, you're right. There was no like, I'm going to put this person with that person. It was like, it seemed very like fair and very Mm -hmm. thinking about who would be the best match for each person, you know, not even just for, Uh, The contestant or anything But it it speaks to what I think Often leads to a boring show Even though this was not a boring episode These girls really All get along with each other
0: But and I think that You know when you say a boring episode I don't know that it was I mean I get that you like the conflict And I think all of us to some degree enjoy I said it wasn't a boring episode Oh okay but okay Because I was going to say sometimes just watching People have fun Fun. No, this was it's a great he... episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I... meant the,
1: the, 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 we're getting to a place where I'm very curious to see next week. uh What's the challenge? I know the, the, mini challenge are doing puppets. They're bringing back puppets clearly. Um, yeah. But what is the Maxi challenge again? I remember it was sort of interesting.
0: I don't remember. I just remember seeing them with the puppets and them showing her at the end saying sashay away, which means somebody will go home. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on here.
1: Uh, the queens... In the workroom, the queens get to know their partners. Jackie learns Tiffany's been a fan since the beginning and watches with her mom. Heidi's partner, Nicole, is insecure about her body because of bullying in the past. And Crystal and Grace practice Wonder Woman breathing exercises. Um... Uh, During the table visits, Jada's partner Bethany loves taking her kids to DragCon. Drag Race helped Gigi's partner Shay feel comfortable with herself. Rue gives Heidi another new name, Heidi Aphrodite. Heidi's partner Nicole tells Rue about her body image issues. Heidi feigns surprise when she hears that Jackie has suddenly changed her style from mod to disco. And then finally, RuPaul and... I should have broken this up, so we'll break it up later. Next, RuPaul announces that the superfans will be lip-syncing for their lives. And Later, we see the queens teach the girls how to lip-sync for their lives on the main stage. Let's go back to the workroom pre-table visit because i have a lot to to discuss there um let's talk first about heidi and her partner nicole and we learned that nicole is insecure about her body because of bullying in the past Lori and i talked about this a little last night i don't know if you know this taylor but Lori and i are big girls yes and we were talking about bullying which we found out neither one of us was bullied so it wasn't that kind of a conversation but um, i wanted to know your history with this and whatnot well i wasn't also i didn't get fat to my 20s so i was well past the bullying stage yeah um but uh uh what i, I want to hear your thoughts on this
0: uh well okay my history with bullying or, or... whatever you want to talk about
1: here i know you hate, well, I, 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 mean, never, you hate I bullies
0: to the, to, to the, I, I hate bullies Um, I experienced a lot of bullying in middle school, um, some in high school, but not to the degree, but by then they were a little, it was a little more controlled than it was Mm -hmm. just full on, just making my life miserable, um, Mm -hmm. in middle school and never for my size. I mean, I was just this little femi 12 year old in Mm -hmm. South Jersey. So I, you know, had the the cards were stacked against me just if somebody saw me walking to class, Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned that a lot of time bullies now at this point is they're working through their own insecurity, whether it's their own, but usually it's intelligence or it's something that they have that they don't feel great about. So they they project out on other people. We see this in it's the stereotypical, um, you know, who was the guy who was the congressman that got caught in the bathroom stall? The one from Minnesota years oh, ago. What
1: the fuck was his name? He had a wide stance. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I said his legs were that spread apart. I don't part. remember his name. Yeah, he passed away, right? Has he? I think so. Hold on. Well,
0: either either way, he's one of those that he is a somebody that you know projected out and bullied on the LGBTQ community, and then come to find out that he really was a closet case. Um, and I, Larry Craig. Feel, oh, Larry Craig. He, yeah, he's, he's still alive.
1: He's still alive.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, um he uh, uh, bullies are not great people, bully mm-hmm. bullies are they're working through their own thing and they're w- working through it in a way that's not productive um and often times maybe feels feel guilty about it when they get older and they realize what they did. I definitely had experiences where I probably bullied people, and I feel bad for things that I said or things that I did, but you know, I didn't block somebody. Point. <laughs> um so i feel getting bringing it back to drag race i feel for nicole you know i feel bad for her, that she says she hasn't really shown her legs mm-hmm. in over 20 years yeah. and which i didn't quite understand that until we saw that she seems to have some her, her legs are a definite def, definite shape that, uh, is not you know, something you normally see. And I can see where she would be insecure about that. And especially if people are cruel and she talked about memes and she talked about like, so, so you're dealing with someone who grew up in the age of social media, which thank God I didn't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm old enough that I didn't have all of that stuff go through. So I can see where that would definitely still affect you and still play with you um, play with your head. You know, I said for on the uh, interview with Jay Ellis that for a long time, when I would have self-doubting thoughts or self-doubting, you know, I would talk bad about myself to myself in my head. It wasn't my voice. It was the voice of my bullies from, like, middle school mm-hmm. that would tell me I was, you know, not good enough or, you know, I was a faggot and I was all of these different things. And you'd have to learn as you get older that you're giving that power that as you, as you take your power back, those voices get quieter and quieter.
1: Unless they decide to call you during the quarantine to use you for their own – uh entertainment purposes and then tell you how ugly and gross you are and disgusting and anyway so yeah. um, okay
0: <laughs> i'll add that to the list of things we'll talk about when i talk to you this
1: afternoon <laughs> <laughs> you know uh yes you know i felt very sorry for nicole and she's a and it's funny she's a fierce bitch and i'm glad she you know took you know if you think about it these people are surprised she just thought she was gonna go watch um, probably they, what they thought they were gonna watch was like you know like the All Stars talent show or something. Yeah, and they walk in and now they're in the workroom with RuPaul and now they're all of a sudden have a makeover and just as a woman who's very self conscious about her legs, so she could have easily been like, no, no, we're not doing this, and yeah. she didn't. And I have to give her a lot of props. And she had nothing to be ashamed of. She looked fierce. Uh, we'll talk about her outfit. I, I, it seems now every week Laurie is just trying to get me upset. Because Lori has some <laughs> weird thing with this, too. And, and, and um, uh, yeah, I think she looked fantastic. Uh, what I did want to talk about, and I put it in my notes. And so I want to hear first. So we learned that Crystal and Grace, you know, they really get along. And Grace tells her about a Wonder Woman breathing exercise. I want to mm-hmm. hear your thoughts on this. Because everyone should know, Taylor is a huge Wonder Woman fan. So. Yep. You obviously crossed my mind when that happened. What were your thoughts there?
0: I think that... Ultimately, I mean, she said Wonder Woman, you know, you take a Wonder Woman stance and you do a breathing exercise. But we talk about doing breathing exercises, particularly with clients of mine who have anxiety of where it is a regulated breathing of where you take a deep breath in. You hold it for a second and you release it and you imagine yourself releasing the, the, you know, all the insecurities or the negative thoughts and that sort of thing. Um, And it works. I've done it before. I probably should have told you to do it about 45 minutes ago. But um, – and then when you do the thing, you know, when she does the thing of where, you know, you're standing kind of like Linda Carter did mm-hmm. in the 70s show, I mean, it, you you feel stronger. When we stand up straight, even if we're not feeling secure, if we kind of, like, have that where we feel like, you know, we, like, kind of lift our heads up and pu- push our chest out, you, <laughs> you feel – you feel stronger and it helps you to even for a split second if you feel that level of confidence come back it you have now have something you can work with and now you have something that you can build on as far mm-hmm. as that feeling of all right i've got this in control i've got this handled i can do things so if you start to regress and start to feel insecure then you you can just do that again um i have done that with clients before that are you know, freaking out over something. You know, particularly usually it's more phone calls than anything. If they'll call me about something, and I'll tell them, stop, stop talking for a second. Do just, just work with me and do this, and we'll do breathing exercises for three or four minutes on the phone. And there have been times where they start off with like, oh, I feel better, okay, and they start to ramp up again, and I'll say, stop, let's breathe again. You know, and I try to get them regulated to a point of where they're able to to process and think things out. <laughs>
1: Is it bad, though, that I'm imagining blowing that person I blocked away? Like, he's at the end of it. I'm blowing him. He's, like, going,
0: whoa! (laughs) Where he's holding the umbrella. Yeah. "Ah!" And he's
1: he's perpendicular to the...
0: (laughs) 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 He's holding onto a light post and his feet are kicking. Yeah, like like in Superman 2. Remember Uh when... (laughs) Sorry. sorry.
1: When when Zod, when General Zod just blows the people. Like, oh, they're tumbling down the street. Right. Wow, Um, old reference.
0: Yeah. Now it's it's when we imagine that our minds are very powerful, and a lot of us unfortunately use our thought processes in ways that are destructive. When we have mm-hmm. negative thoughts about ourselves, and others in the world, if we start to look at the world from a more positive standpoint, effect will. It it changes. Mm-hmm. It changes the way we see things and little things that bothered us before don't bother us as much anymore. Yeah. And um I I think that just the idea of now they made it also where it was fun with the Wonder Woman pose and everything like that. But I, I think that Grace Grace probably gave Crystal a tool and gave all of us a tool that we can use at any time. So I was glad to see that.
1: Okay. I wrote right here my notes, but I don't know if my predict. I think my prediction was it was wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, I wrote it here so you could see I really did write it, but in my notes I have here, Taylor loves the girl with the Wonder Woman pose, and Taylor's going to steal that idea.
0: No, I'm not stealing. I, I wouldn't do the Wonder Woman pose because, all right, if you come to my office in mm-hmm. where I work, mm-hmm. I have tons of Wonder Woman stuff in my office already. Mm-hmm. So if I said, we're going to do a Wonder Woman pose wh- while surrounded by a shrine of Wonder Woman behind me in my chair, yeah. I would look like a crazy person. <laughs> Let me ask you this question.
1: You, j- mm-hmm. I didn't know this about you, that the Wonder Woman in your office, blah, 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 blah. But my therapist, yeah. who's also uh, a lord of the Gaze, he's one of the lords of the Gaze. <laughs> he has a bunch of tchotchkes and toys. They're all Yoda and Star Wars. He has Star. I have Wars some stuff. Star Wars
0: stuff in mine too, but mostly it's Wonder Woman. He has Star Wars stuff in his office.
1: Do all therapists have little toys and tchotchkes? No,
0: oh. no. I, I I don't know about other gays, but mm-hmm. I a gay therapist, but I know I want. I want for people when they come to my office to see what they're, what they're getting pretty much when they walk in and mm-hmm. what reflects – I want my office to reflect me. I don't want it to be that stereotypical of where there's nothing that speaks to who I am personally. I, I personally try very much to be a therapist who is clinical, but you don't know that I'm clinical. I want it to be – I tell clients when they first come in, I want it to feel like you're talking to a friend. When you come in, only I'm not your friend. I'm your therapist. That's what Taylor that so, t- that tells me uh, is I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I and He just sends me the GIF of Farrah, the pheromone saying you don't love me. Yeah, to, <laughs> to parents Valentine all the time. Um, and you know, I I wanted to reflect who I am, and I there are people who have said, you know, oh your office your office is fun. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I don't want my office to be intimidating. I want my office to be. A place where people can come in and realize, okay, this is a safe place because he has fun Wonder Woman stuff up. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I recently found or a couple of years ago, I found a print that had a bunch of where it was. It was like kind of like just one of like it was a geometric shapes of uh, little boys, like where they're what? like they have a towel of a towel wrapped around their neck, mm-hmm. like a cape. And then the shadow behind them is of like Superman or Batman or Spider Man that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And they have one that is Wonder Woman, where he's you know the, the boy looks like he's flying, and then behind it there's a shadow of where it's clearly a Wonder Woman um, uh-huh. uh, shadow. That I wish I knew where to find that now, but I it was online and I was going to get it, and then I got distracted. But um, you know, a lot of my clients are you. You sent me you sent me on a tail angent at this point um a lot of people look to different superheroes or look to different you know pop culture characters as a source of strength and they want to be that character so if a wonder woman pose of pretending you're wonder woman for a couple of minutes helps you to feel better
1: mm-hmm.
0: do it so you would say that your
1: pop culture uh person
0: you look up to is wonder woman Yes. I would mm-hmm. say Wonder Woman is some the, the character not only the just the Linda Carter show but also just the character through um through through comic books. She's she's somebody who is a strong person um clearly, uh, but she also her big thing is compassion. You know, whenever they talk about the trinity of Superman, Batman and uh Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman always represents the compassion. And the desire to, for peace. So that is that is the reason that Wonder Woman came to what they referred to as man's land, uh, you know, the, the rest of the planet, which her her role was to be an ambassador to negotiate peace so that we lived in a peaceful society. And unfortunately, sometimes she has to do that through strength and she has to do that through battle. But that is why she, that, that that's supposed to be why she's here.
1: So what does it mean that the people I look up to are like Ursula and Maleficent? <laughs>
0: There are people who... Well, let's talk about that. And Why so far, do you think? And scar. Look,
1: they couldn't just invite her to the goddamn christening. It yeah. would have hurt them to just... And now, look, look, if they would have just invited her to the baptism of Aurora, none of this would have happened. But they had to be snooty, and they had to think that they're better than anybody. And by the way, this Ariel, she signed a contract.
0: I was going to say, that was, that was a business negotiation. She, she could have said no. She said...
1: I am going, all I want, you can go there. Mm-hmm. All you're going to give me is your voice. And she signed a, it's not like she took her voice. Fair, square, you know? What about Scar? I didn't say I looked up to Scar. Now, Jafar. Oh, oh, oh I said Jafar. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Look, you have this bumbling old man and his dumb daughter who plays with a tiger, and you care about the kingdom. It's Carol Baskin, yeah, exactly. It's Carol Baskin. All you cool cats and kittens. I wonder if she. Do you think she's still saying that on her um, videos? The all. Hey, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Do you think she's still saying? By the way, the Tiger King reference. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, I have. I have no. I. I've, I still haven't seen Tiger King, so everyone should know. I called Taylor when this Tiger came I'm like, Taylor, you watching this Tiger King? He's like, no, and then I find out on his show. He's like, because he is from Florida. He's super immersed in this world. He's like I friends don't with know these that people, I and like, oh, I've known all this for years. And I'm like, what? Didn't mention that on the phone that he like co runs this tiger habitat. <laughs> I I shouldn't know, when the tiger just lounging right there in the back of behind Taylor, mm-hmm. who's gonna go it's- churn ice cream in Vermont later with his husband. Apparently based on the shirt he's wearing. Um actually it's a Disney World shirt. Oh, he's
0: wearing a tie-dye Disney a World rainbow thing. tie-dye shirt. Yeah,
1: it's a very Ben and Jerry's to me. I
0: don't know why. I I've been to the, I've been
1: to the Ben and Jerry's factory in Vermont. Well, well, you're you're Jerry. People don't know that your real name is Jerry. <laughs> he's Ben both, Alou. Jerry the Jerry the ice cream boy? Yeah, Jerry the ice cream boy. He changed his name. All right, uh okay, now let's go to the table visits part. I'll reread that part is Jada's partner, Bethany, loves taking her kids to DragCon. Drag Race helped Gigi's partner, Shay, feel comfortable with herself. Rue gives Heidi another new name, Heidi Aphrodite. Heidi's partner, Nicole, tells Rue about her body image issues. And Heidi uh, feigns surprise when she hears that Jackie has suddenly changed her style from mod to disco. And then RuPaul comes in and says, hey, you're going to be lip-syncing for your lives. And later we see the girls go on the main stage and practice their lip-sync. What were your thoughts on all this, Taylor? I... Oh wait wait wait! I'm sorry I'm sorry. Oh my god! I'm so sorry to do this to you. I this is my fault. We need to take a break. So hold your thought. Okay. We, I forgot okay. we need to take a break right here, and uh, we need to take a break. And When we come back, uh, we will I will get we'll get your thoughts right here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I. Uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is a a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever's coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. All right, and we're back. Taylor, I you know, I, I we were talking about the table visits. I wanted your thoughts on the table visits and the main stage and the lip sync. I'm sorry to cut you off there. What what were your thoughts?
0: I appreciate that this really was a super fan experience that the girls got to the 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 super fans got to experience just about everything that there was to do on a basic episode of of Drag Race, including, mm-hmm. including the including the table visits. Yeah. Um Rue seemed to be very much the ambassador for her brand mm-hmm. and playing with the girls and playing with even when the girls that were in the bottom last week, she didn't go like crazy on them like she does sometimes where she didn't get the real intense. She just now you were in the bottom last week. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think that the girls that were in the bottom last week benefited from that. <laughs> benefited yeah. from having the super fan sitting next to them. Uh, she brought up. You know, when when Nicole kind of brought up her body image, you almost saw you almost saw Rue like kind of get excited like she was going to start saying stuff, Mm -hmm. but then pull it back a little bit, realizing that this isn't somebody that she necessarily knows. Um, And the idea, can you even imagine being a super fan and then being told you were going to lip sync for your life? You were going to get an opportunity to lip sync for your life. I was I was excited for these super fans. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought that was such such a, such a great fun thing. And something else that um Dan uh Daniel Riley brought up in the chat room a little while ago that I wanted to talk about and also uh talk about this now where you you and you said something earlier in which you know nobody was necessarily a problem. There wasn't anybody who they had the edit of where the I don't want to wear that or I'm not comfortable with this or I'm not. Other, that, other than possibly Nicole with wanting to show her legs and Jada's uh, partner's – I can't remember her in name. Her Bethany? Yeah, with Bethany. the shoes. yeah But the difference is – I feel like the difference is with these women coming in versus if they had just six – send your letters to me if you have a problem with us – six random gay guys coming in and doing this as super fans or six men coming in doing this, that I feel like there would be more problems with the gay guys because they would want to start drama. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think these women were just super excited to be a part of it. And with both of them, they said, I'll make it work. I'll do, Mm -hmm. you don't have to, there was, there wasn't any conflict to it. Whereas I feel like, you know, a lot of us, you know, Queens that would have gotten to be on the show ourselves. I feel like there would have been at least one that would have been a, what was the one that was on that was super extra um, that's Ariana Grande's brother? Oh,
1: Frankie Grande?
0: Frankie Grande. Like, I feel like there would have been a Frankie Grande thrown in there, whereas I think these women were. And part of that might have been because they didn't have time to create a character because they were sort of thrown into it. But I I, I definitely feel like everything about this was just where they, 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 wanted, they wanted to get – give them the full experience and i feel like they really truly did Mm
1: -hmm. no uh you're right i think that they they, they, i don't know how they cast these girls but they chose very very wisely it was a very good thing you know i actually kind of felt about i have some a lot of notes here on this part i the the edit was showing as if now maybe they were doing to give some sort of conflict intention but they Mm -hmm. were making it seem as if jada was very frustrated about bethany and the shoes and I, I was I was kept writing like Jada, get, you're being so mean to your person about the shoes. Get over it, you know. But it turns out I don't think that was the case. I think I didn't. I got that in confessionals. I didn't get that when she was with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, you're right. I, but it was in the confessionals. Uh, for Sherry and Janet, um, I was saying, uh, well now they have to show more Sherry Pie, which they probably weren't playing on because Jan. But Janet is so interesting. I mean, we, we I think we still got shortchanged on Jan, on Janet the Planet, but yeah. um but they had to show something
0: because Janet was so rad. And it, Well, it, Janet it, was rad and that really would have sucked for Janet in that you, yes. you know, it, it's it's not her fault that she got paired with Sherry and mm-hmm. you know, she she gets to be excited and gets to tell her friends that she's going to be on the show and then they don't show her at all. I I I wondered at one point what that must have been like specifically for her when all of the controversy went down, yeah. as far as the you know, what is this going to mean for my part on the episode?
1: Or you know, you met the person's your friend for the day, I'm sure she's like, Oh, I really like this person, that's really too bad that that happened. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down and again, I have my handwritten notes, I've since typed it, but I have my handwritten notes. When RuPaul was doing the table visit with Gigi, she goes, Oh, your name, and she goes, Is going to be is she part of the good family? and then Gigi. Tapped on her nose and was like, you know. And I go, I wrote down her name's BB Bad. Like, I already knew the name. I'm like, her name's BB Bad. Like, this is, oh, you're going to find out, Rue. I'm like, BB Bad. And, it, and yeah. yeah, sure enough, it was BB Bad. Uh, I, I
0: also will say, Heidi Aphrodite is my favorite of all. Of that
1: was my <laughs> next note. I'm like, Heidi needs to go with that name. That is a fantastic drag name, Heidi yeah. Aphrodite. Yeah. Um, That is a she. She should officially. I hope she does officially now change her name to Heidi Aphrodite. It is a great name and coined by RuPaul. I mean, what I said this in the beginning, like to have RuPaul be the person who made up your drag name would be such a a, like amazing feather in your cap and. And it's not spelled like the Greek goddess. Yeah. No, like it's not. it was
0: A-F-R-O. Yes. I just like, oh, that's, that's, that's a good one. That, that is, is a, a good one. one.
1: Heidi, uh, the other ones have not been so good to the point that methinks that somebody else came up with it and told RuPaul.
0: <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. A writer's like handed her a slip of paper and said, try this one and yeah. see what you think.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I do find Heidi very, very charming. By the way, I, I wonder if you thought the same thing. As soon as Heidi called her Donna Summers... I'm like, oh, RuPaul's going to fucking correct her right now. And yeah. she's like, and RuPaul did correct her by using <laughs> the term colored. You yes. know? <laughs>
0: colored folk yeah. say Donna Summers. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh, here we go. Um, now, I can okay, okay, s- okay. right, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Specifically to this, but related to the end of the show, you had Jada. Doing uh, not Jada, you had uh Jackie doing disco and Heidi saying that they were gonna do a disco thing. And at one point, the 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 song Enough is enough was brought up. Mm-hmm. As it got closer to the two of them being there, was clear as the two of them was gonna be the bottom two. And I turned to my husband and said, I'm telling you right now. If they do the lip sync is enough is enough with Donna Summer and Barbara Streisand, I am going to lose my fucking mind, which he just laughed and that it was some song I never heard of before. But I know that you said when we talked about best lip syncs, you came up with a list of songs that you would hope they would do one day. That was number one. And that was number one. So I thought of you and I was like, I kind of hope for Joe just that Joe could be right with this one.
1: Well, because of the rumor mill, I knew it wasn't that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, but I did. I don't listen to. I'll listen to the
1: Rumorville a month from now, so I won't know. Oh yeah. Well, you can. Everyone listening, by the way, if you don't want spoilers, we only do spoilers per week, so you can listen and a week later if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. Find out if we were right. Anyway, um, speaking of the disco part, I was saying initially, Heidi made a good point about Jackie changing her primary era to disco, and it's been the '60s mod era, but uh, it doesn't make sense because as we learn from GG Good. The girls knew about this makeup. I mean, they may not know specific, but they knew they're to do some sort of you know family style makeover, and that they brought these looks. They may have had. To, they may not make some adjustments, you know. Yeah. For but uh, they brought the looks pre made, and so um, that's what this is what Lori and I got in a fight about. Lori insists that the girl, Sherry and Jada sewed those from scratch. For oh, right.
0: em- embroidered the, the names on the aprons. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. I,
1: yeah. And, and I told okay. Lori, I go, Have you watched this project Runway? These are skilled seamstresses, you know, and seamsters. I don't think you know, and is it a male seamster? Seam X. Okay. These are male seam X's. <laughs> and they can't
0: get shit done in like three days. They're yeah. panic running yeah. around. working
1: nonstop. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Bless her heart. Uh, so anyway, so, so, so Jackie knew she was going to do disco.
0: Well, this- and, and Jackie wore that wig earlier in the season. Jackie mm-hmm. had that wig on the night that the, 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 the second half came back into the workroom and they were all sitting, sitting oh, on the table. Because I remember thinking, that's a great wig. So the fact that she wore it again, I mean, she already had that in her repertoire yeah. of, of stuff. All right. And then I also finally
1: had that the idea of the super fan performance. We talked about this. Performing Lip Sync for Your Life is an amazing idea. That was so fantastic. Home yeah. When she said one more thing, I was like, oh, it's going to have him sing a fucking song or do a dance number. And I was like, fucking, I hate that shit. Because it's always pointless. You know, remember with the Wizard of yeah. Oz makeover challenge? And they yes. had, like, the almost offensive little people doing a dance. You know? Yes. I was like, and pointless, and nope. This one was actually really good. I was, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. It was a hundred percent. And also, just you know, I was just talking earlier in the day with um, Afterthought Media's Jay Ellis about. Do um, You mean After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis? No, no, I do not, Ch- Taylor. I have now oh. christened her Afterthought Media's Jay Ellis. Okay. About. Um, how I've now become sort of numb to the show, and it's rare that I get warm feelings. I, I, not that I hate the show, just more like it becomes like I'm doing a journalism project, and yeah. um, it's sort of a sad symptom of doing a recap show for five years mm-hmm. every week. And um, if I were smart, I'd just do one season a year, right, Taylor? I that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so uh, in and but it, but watching the super fans through their eyes experience everything was very it was poignant actually i think it, i got a little bit misty-eyed a couple of times and i'll be honest yeah. with you we're talking about this i think in just between us girls about drag uh, Dragcon. um i don't know if they bring the work because that was the last time i went so i haven't been since but like i don't know if they bring the work room every year but going into the work room is a sort of brings back the life when you're in the room and you're saying, oh, this is where I'm actually in the place and this is what it's like. It it does sort of, it is very exciting to, to actually see it in person. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's very, very, very cool.
1: All Did right. You get, could,
0: could you have found yourself getting teary eyed walking into the workroom? You
1: know, I don't remember, but I could see it. I was okay. by myself. That was a problem. I think if
0: you and I were there, we'd probably be crying okay, you know, and sobbing and holding each so, other. So, so what I'm hearing is that you could go into a place that wasn't the actual place and have a moment where you, you you get to live out a little bit of a fantasy and your co-host on a show would not make fun of you for that.
1: I'm trying to think of what you're talking.
0: When I walked onto the Millennium Falcon at Star Wars, you made fun that's of me.
1: Silly, because that's not really the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: it's not silly. You just have that. You have. But that this is the experience. real workroom.
1: This is the actual workroom.
0: The workroom is like pieces of cloth. They Your even pieces really of cloth. Good lately, you can see. Especially when they're doing makeup, you can see the wall moving. <laughs> yeah, because the fan. Yeah, or probably walk by. Yeah, I know. I know. Um Well, I don't think I'm at an actual starship. I just, it's, you get that? (laughs) Shut up. Making faces over there. Making the Bianca Del Rio uh, face.
1: What, what, like, if you were in California, what would you cry at? What do you think, if you had a guess? Because everyone should know Taylor was supposed to be here, but the pandemic stopped him. Last time it was cancer. Uh, so he he basically. No, two times ago it was cancer. Last time I think it was just money. Yeah. Oh, um. Okay. So money. Uh. F- and ne- so I think next time it'll be like locusts, <laughs> and uh, a- like raining frogs or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know that I would cry at mm. anything. Honestly, if if we you know we we talked on just between us girls about me possibly coming out in September. I mm-hmm. think if I oh. did the Hollywood Bowl and John Williams played that 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 would be you would you would have to you would have to hold me through yeah. that that would just be i think that's certain certain songs i i love the entire star wars all of the Star star wars soundtrack mm-hmm. but certain songs hit me right under the ribs oh really yeah like- oh really as he's pulling up spotify <laughs> i can see your hands <laughs> what are you talking
1: about i don't know what you're talking about taylor <laughs>
0: Why, why? I like he, I like Yoda's I, I, theme. I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right, I already knew that. Okay, but there's 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 another one I like more. Oh, there is. But there is.
1: <laughs> Every time I've seen them do Yoda's theme, the lights turn the uh, Hollywood Bowl dome green. Yeah, and then the lightsabers go up, and people just hold them up.
0: Okay, you can't talk about that because even just the idea of that just, it just, it kills me. The idea of that, it's just...
1: (sighs) Anyway. (sighs) It's
0: Elimination (sighs) Day and the Queef with their... (laughs) get me all worked up where my eyes get wet and you go it's elimination day
1: (laughs) the queens put their partners into drag for the maxi challenge Jada struggles with the lighter skin tone of her partner and is overcome with emotion when she finds out John Williams might play Yoda's theme uh Jackie and her partner, Tiffany, discuss their difficult relationships with their parents. Heidi worries about her makeup skills. The other superfans question Crystal's choice to make her partner Yella. And Crystal talks about starting her own drag show at a straight bar. Finally, the queens turn their partners around to see themselves in the mirror in drag for the first time. Taylor, your thoughts on this uh, elimination day?
0: I. This is more proof that these these girls were superfans because when they showed in the beginning crystal painting grace yellow Mm -hmm. i was genuinely concerned i didn't know where she was going with this and you could see that i think my initial thought to that would have been if i had turned around and suddenly been yellow unless she because she doesn't know who crystal is she doesn't get crystals you know she hasn't seen the progression of that to where she really kind of made her look like a clown, unless it had been discussed, which they didn't show. Mm-hmm. My fear was she was going to turn her around and feel like this was a huge practical joke kind of mm-hmm. thing of where we're going to turn you out. So, but the fact that she was so willing to just kind of go with it just speaks to just speaks to how great these girls were. Yeah, um, I, thought I thought everybody true super thought yeah, true true true. super fans and they they all seemed just I, I just loved that everybody was so willing to just go with whatever they were getting that they, they realized once they you know it's sort of like one of those where you think you're getting on a little kid roller coaster I, you're gonna sit in the audience of a show and then you suddenly realize that it's the big one with the loop-de-loops and the corkscrews and stuff and you're like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna go with it and or, nobody seemed to- if I say we're gonna go on a picnic
1: and then all of a sudden it's
0: So I am glad to see that they I'm, I'm glad to see that everybody was excited about their looks and excited about what they were doing for them and just mm-hmm. really allowed themselves to get into their get into the elements.
1: All right. Very good. Uh, the only thing I really have, and, and it's something we haven't talked about, um, Jada cried because he hasn't seen her boyfriend in a while and he's sort mm-hmm. of been her, he's her rock and stuff like that. And I, it was really great to see the human side of Jada, because yes. I think up until this point, we really haven't seen that. We've only seen her sort of be mm-hmm. this this, um, like Gigi, a fembot kind of thing, where she's sort of been mm-hmm. emotionless and cold. And so it was sort of great to see a more vulnerable side of Jada. It made her more human to me.
0: Yes. Yes. The, the closest we've come to that with Gigi is her talking about her relationship with her mom and with her uncle. But those have been... Positive, not not that obviously. Jada's relationship with her with her boyfriend is very positive, but there isn't that I'm missing my mom, I'm missing my uncle. I'm you know the closest we've seen to that with Gigi is her sort of slipping a little bit in the competition. So it's more competition focused versus relationship focused.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, any other thoughts on the elimination day? No, no. I mean, it was a really good episode. It's one of those episodes. That it was so uplifting that there's not a lot of conflict or anything to analyze. It's just like, yeah, this is a really good episode. We can talk about scene depth and whatnot, but not a lot of like, oh, dude, what did she, you know, what did a uh, uh, fortune cookie say?
0: There's no drag queen named Fortune Cookie, is there? <laughs> I am sure there's a drag queen somewhere in the world named Fortune Cookie.
1: Okay.
0: It's Fortune Themester, a.k.a.
1: Lori 2. <laughs> Lori, Lori <too. laughs> but 2. Uh, or maybe Lori's Fortune 2. Maybe that should be Laurie's drag name, Fortune Cookie. Fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Fortune's cookie. Fortune's cookie. Um. All right. Before we get into the looks, everyone, just so you know, I made the schedule. I was looking at the schedule for this Patreon for the month of May. Taylor, so many good shows. If you're not on this Patreon, over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, and so much great content over there, you know, from the basic te- basic tier because of uh, – they're getting extra content because of the quarantine and the premiere. Oh, my God. Pretty much every day of the week, you're getting a show. And if you're the, – the more shows you're getting, you're getting like multiple shows in a day. I think uh-huh. it overwhelms this Taylor <laughs> where he's just like, fuck, uh,
0: Joe, are you even – do you live life? Are you just but, constantly- I, but but I also I'm not allowed to say anything because then I'll get blocked.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, don't fucking say shit. I will fucking block your ass. I will block anybody. Well, look here's the deal. I'm not talking to anyone specifically. My theme, but- <laughs>
0: okay, do, no, do you do your do your commercial, do your commercial, okay, and right. then you can. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyway, go to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia. I mean, there is so we're doing a uh a uh, episode by episode recap of. Uh, Tiger King. We have the Drag Race stuff. We have a show called The Tea with me and Lori and Afterthought Media's Jay Ellis. We have oh a Golden Girls recap. I
0: was gonna say Shady Pines. Shady
1: Pines. The Gold. We're doing all of season one. And there's live shows. There's videos. All sorts of stuff. You know, craziness. There's drama, There's a Discord channel where like Taylor. You know, I don't really go on Discord anymore. And I, I was telling someone the other day. I tell Mike Lawson that it's actually very touching to me that Discord exists without my having to do anything there. You know, you have yeah. people like Humble Pie and Luke Stamen who are stoking the fires. And there's other people there like Haley Clans who keep it going, you know, and percolating. So when I go, there's all the, – it it's overwhelming because I go there after – like, i mean, make check-in once a week and there's so many new messages. But there's yeah. a, a very, very vibrant Discord community that uh, – that uh is very friendly and warm and uh amazing, and so like uh yeah, you get a lot you get a lot for your you know what's so funny I saw somebody all he does, okay, is he puts one exercise video a week and he charges ten dollars a month, okay for five is he naked in it <laughs> almost for okay. fi- for five dollars a month, Taylor at the premium level, you get so much content the point I'm thinking. I'm not doing anything about it. but I think I undercharged. I'm not gonna lie. You're gonna good. It, it, this is definitely a buyer's market right now with Patreon.
0: It's all, yeah, I'm, anyway. yeah. You get you get you get a lot of value for your dollar in Afterthought Media. You sure do.
1: Anyway, let's time. Now it's time, Taylor, to talk about. Do you know what we're talking about here? The looks. The looks. All right, Taylor. We have no because we're not usually everyone should know one of your uh, benefits at Patreon at a certain level is you get to watch two pigs like me and Taylor. <laughs> judge these people on their looks okay who we are to, taylor's wearing a tie-dye disney world shirt and i'm wearing mm-hmm. what looks like the uniform of a lesbian on star trek and um <laughs> <laughs> like the lesbian cleanup crew on star trek <laughs> <laughs> the lesbian janitor on the end yeah of the crime. lesbian janitor named stone that's what I do, but anyway, uh, but we're gonna judge their looks. But uh, uh, this week, technical issues. Meaning, Joe, we well, no, this is not a technical issue. I pay for this Crowdcast, yeah, and we ran the, the cycle repeats on like flips on May seventh. Yeah, we used up all our time already, and I was it. Was another two hundred dollars to go up another tier. So I was like, no, I'm to pay for yeah. six days, right for two for a two hour show. But like th- that means we gave over twenty hours of video content already. So, That's yeah, it sucks, awesome. but they got their 20 hours of video. Anyway, uh, tell us about the look, Taylor.
0: All right. Uh, you tell me the name of the queen, and I will share with you what the looks is. Oh.
1: <laughs> First... <laughs>
0: You're such a dick. You're such a dick.
1: (laughs) First down the runway, we have Heidi in closet with her partner. Well, I don't have their... Oh, I do. I do. Because wonderful... I'm going to tell you, this Luke Stamen has been hitting it out of the
0: ballpark. Yeah. He's he's done very good. I'm still waiting on my coffee from the beginning of the season. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, he's, he's done great.
1: See? This is why I love Luke Stamen. Look at this. I didn't write down the... He has the names of the drag queens in order with the name of their drag Very nice. family member. Yes, th- this is why he is producer extordi- extraordinaire extortionaire too, later if I block him. but uh, <laughs> Luke statement. Alright, here we go. By the way, the reason... He, I, you know the other... I forgot to tell you the story on Animal Crossing. He goes, Joe, mm-hmm. come over here. I have a gift for you. Do you want to know what he gave me? What? 200,000 bells. What? Yeah. Just hand them to me. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, first down the runway was Heidi Aphrodite with her partner, Heidi Almighty.
0: Uh, Heidi Almighty. Uh, Heidi, wore, Heidi Aphrodite wore a pantsuit with long kimono sleeves that was sequins. Uh, it was a lavender, like a pinkish lavender color, and had definitely Diana Ross. 1980 hair that was kind of sat out on either side Uh, her partner Nicole Heidi Almighty um, had on a pretty much like almost like a Mm t-shirt that didn't necessarily match with other than they were both kind of pastel-y colors Um, I thought that Heidi looked great I thought Nicole she did a great job on Nicole's makeup and hair Mm -hmm. and it was great to see Nicole be confident walking up and down the runway the top Slash dress slash outfit was not was not good. It was not strong. Um, and Heidi could have served Nicole much better.
1: Yeah. So I was talking about this is what this is where Laura and I got in the fight. So let's talk about this right here. Even though this is really going for the judges critique. Let's talk about it here.
0: I think I know where you're going with this. No, you don't. You're blocked. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you were told. No, because I, I have thoughts about the judges' critique
1: on this, too. So, Like we learned, the girls brought the outfits before and then made adjustments to each girl. Yes. But I don't think that there was any pre- way that anybody could predict that uh, the specific measurements that uh, Heidi Almighty brought to this, which were doable, but not in the time frame allowed. Uh, and so every other girl had the benefit of having a pre-made outfit that they just tailored so to speak, to each girl, yeah. Heidi didn't have that luxury, and so I think it's unfair for RuPaul and the judges to be like, "Well, why didn't you just? You had all this time to make an outfit. No, she didn't.
0: You know, no, she didn't. And I think to question her in front of Nicole, yes, you you could see you could see the wheel spinning to where Heidi didn't want to say, "I brought an outfit. It wouldn't fit her. Yes, because 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 all that's doing is you've just you've just spent forty five minutes building this girl up." Mm-hmm. To then say something like that on the runway in front of the pet. that would be devastating to a fan, yeah. I would think, especially somebody that struggles with body image issues. Yeah, and so they know I think for to question that was just it was a shitty thing on Ru's part. Today. Yes,
1: they know the answer. They know the answer. They know you don't have the time. She couldn't make a couture gown in the time that they had on that runway. Which talk to anybody who's been on that show. The thing is, the time pressure is what kills you. You yeah. know, you don't have time to do anything. That's why they have to bring yeah. the pre-made outfits and just fix them to whatever they need to do. And yeah. so that was unfair to do. And, I, and and so, like, you're seeing basically Heidi take the bullet because she doesn't want to say, listen, I have a girl that can't fit <laughs> into this thing, right? It'd be like a trapezo right. case scene, But
0: better. I think that also speaks to why so many of us love Heidi yeah. at this point. Because mm-hmm. c- you said it yourself. She took the bullet. Mm-hmm. She t- You know, there would have been queens. We've seen it. I- imagine something like... You know, an example from the last season of the show when Bag of Chips like threw her mother under the bus. Yeah, on YouTube, know, you something can. like that, that that which is the exact opposite of of this. I mm-hmm. mean, whereas we all really kind of love Heidi, and this is another example why.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very good. Next down the runway, we have Jackie Cox and her partner Lil Snacky Cox,
0: which is my favorite name of all of the names uh-huh. of everybody. Um, they did like a mother daughter duo that was disco. Uh, again, in a pantsuit, it's so almost like a red pleather um, sort of look on Jackie, and then a little um, black, uh, black uh, like a I don't know what you would call it, but little shorts, short and top set combo for a little Snacky Cox, mm-hmm. um, with matching hair. Uh, I thought they looked great. Uh, they definitely had a fun walk down the runway, and Snacky was there to win, um, and definitely gave it hundred and ten percent. So I, I enjoyed those looks as well.
1: Yeah, very good. Next we have Jada Essence Hall and her partner Jazz Essence Hall.
0: Coming down in matching or uh, complementary red sequins, uh, sequined uh, outfits that were great with with – I think they had like feather boas. They had matching hair. Uh, despite the skin tone differences, they looked like sisters. Um, I thought that uh, Jazz, actually, for as much as Jazz seemed to be struggling with heels, I thought she did really well walking up and down the runway. Yeah, she did. And uh, they they said Angeline at one point that she kind of had that look, which is funny because we sort of said that that's what Aiden looked like back a couple of episodes ago when they did the, um, the, the uh, baller, the basketball wives but this shows how it could be done well um they looked great both of them looked great Hmm. i forgot that there was a person named aiden (laughs) crystal method and her partner opal method crystal and opal did an homage to bert and ernie and i was a little worried about this and when they first came down i didn't think it looked great but mm-hmm. then it's one of those that the more you looked at it, the more you really kind of thought this is, this is genius. Yeah, this is definitely genius. Th- this is, this is forcing, this could have gone one way or the other. I feel like this particular look, because this could have been where the panel eviscerated mm-hmm. this look, because it wasn't necessarily drag as much as it was more of a clown drag. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that what crystal is doing is pulling the panel into the modern age of drag a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you heard that with Ross, where Ross was like, anything can be drag at this point. And this yeah. is an example as we normally see where it is that female illusion. And um I was glad I was glad to see that. I feel like this type of drag in particular was is a defining is going to be a watershed moment for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're going to hopefully see more Variations on drag because of what Crystal has done over the course of this season, and will continue to do for as long, however long she's in the competition.
1: The one little thing I'll take—I don't know what the right word is—the one what I'll say about what you just said is that I don't agree with. Is one little thing is. What she did was drag. I just don't think it's typical drag that you see on RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race seems to uh, really celebrate more like pageant-style drag or more like looks drag. This is a different kind of drag, and Ross, I feel, gets it. You've you've said this. I'm just sort of like reshaping your words.
0: Well, but I think that what we are, you know, when we've seen other competition shows, for Mm -hmm. like for example, Dragula and. Mm -hmm. To some degree, Camp Wanakiki mm-hmm. that has expanded beyond what has always been considered the norm. And especially as we see these shows, well, Dragula become more popular. Yeah. It's going to, you know, when we talked about this when we were watching, I think it was Drag Race UK and Dragula, that it makes Drag Race look very quaint and look very behind the times. So we're going to see that in order for them to keep up with, new trends in drag and seeing what's good they're going to have to bring in more girls like crystal to varying degrees you know i i the, we've talked about that rue will never have a trans girl on i think at some point she's going to have to give on that i mm-hmm. i think that that the, the, the voices are going to be too loud for that or an afab queen um i i i think that i really think that this particular crystal over the course of the season, but particularly this drag, I really think we're going to. This is kind of if it's not breaking the mold, it's definitely bending the mold a little bit for what we can expect on future seasons of the show.
1: All right. Very good. Uh, next down the runway we have Sherry Pie and Tara Misu. Now, before you say anything, we've had a policy on this show of not mentioning Sherry Pie, but I thought A, wouldn't be fair to Janet the Planet, and B, yeah. I do want to talk about this look, but
0: go ahead, Taylor. It was really damn good. Yeah. <laughs> they played they played sisters who looked like they were sort of like 50s uh, diner waitresses. Um, very matching outfits. They looked like sisters. I couldn't tell which them also, apart. You, you couldn't tell them apart. But also kind of says to me that... that Sherry may be a little bit more one note in her makeup that she really only kind of knows how to do one style of makeup, like a divine style, like, like a divine. We either do divine or we do old lady. We haven't really seen anything else. I mean, it worked for this, but if we were talking about Sherry more over the season, I would be, or if we were really seeing her more, I would be curious to see what styles of drag she would do Mm -hmm. if she could expand beyond. If she wouldn't get the same edit that, like, a Heidi or a Crystal got as far Mm -hmm. as where they were giving the same look every week. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, but but the look, look, everything they did as far as the movements, the you know, was just... It was spot Jan- on. Janet looked great. Let's just put it that way. Janet looked absolutely It amazing.
1: was spot on. It was, a, it was a great look. Gigi good and BB bad.
0: Gigi good and BB bad. Um I agree they came out wearing matching fur hats and fur coats. Um, but they were transposed where Gigi had on black and white and BB had on white and black. Um I agree with what Michelle said in that they looked great. It looked – the makeup and the hair was flawless, but it was super safe and it was super easy. It really was just – it was the equivalent of a much fancier uh, Aiden Zane sweater dress from the bows and buttons. It's something they could just kind of pull over or zip up and then they were done versus really kind of put put going to something that was constructed. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if – that, you know what, what do you, you could wear anything under that whereas all of the other girls you know competitors and super fans I'm sure had to get into undergarments and do things that really were kind of constructed versus this was just sort of a it's a slip over who's Aiden Aiden Zane oh
1: <laughs> I forgot that there was someone named Aiden yes Aiden Zane that was
0: that was her name right am I getting that wrong I don't, I've never heard the name before
1: Okay, so uh, those are the looks. I agree with you with GG good. Uh, just as like the name BB bad, it wasn't super original. It was very on the nose, uh, very yeah. easy. Um, didn't seem like it was. It, they she looked great, but she had an easy job in that. The person she got, Shay, would make it easy to be look good, uh, yeah. and uh, it was a testament to Jada's choosing the right people for right, you know, she matched them well, and yeah, um, yeah it was fine, you know. Uh, okay, um, let's go, let's move on here. So those are the looks. The looks. All right. After the critiques and a superfan lip sync, the judges chose their tops and bottoms of the week. Gigi, Crystal, and Sherry were safe while Jada took her third maxi challenge win of the season. Heidi and Jackie were in the bottom two and faced off in a lip sync battle for their lives. The song, Kill the Lights by Alex Newell. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Heidi and Jackie were both told, Shantae, you stay. Keeping it at six girls. Taylor Lante Boy, any final thoughts on the episode?
0: um i thought as i said before the lip sync was hmm. it we to the point and i think this is really kind of the first time i've had this or it's been a long time since i've had this where i thought about the episode prior to actually watching it and thought i would be genuinely sad if any whoever gets eliminated mm-hmm. i like of the of the ones that are still in the competition yeah i like all five of the girls that are still candidates for Mm -hmm. being in the show. yeah, Um, And would be sad to see any of them go. So it was nice to have that reprieve at the end of where she is going to stay. You know, there is a moment in you said that you have a theory that you want to get to, but there was a moment in Untucked where Snacky Cox and Jackie Cox were kind of talking off by themselves because uh, Jackie and Heidi pretty much both knew they were were the bottom two. Mm -hmm. And Snacky Cox seemed genuinely upset and thought, I think at some point that she may have had been responsible for Jackie going home. Mm-hmm. And I think for these super fans, you know, when we've we've seen in other seasons where somebody went home and that they were, you know, the, the, their, their, uh, makeover person was sad, but I think it would have been sad for any of these girls to think that they, they their behavior resulted in some way of somebody going home. So I am I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that there were both girls and I'm glad that we get both Jackie and Heidi for another week. Yeah. Um you know, at some point somebody's going to have to go and it sounds like it's going to be next week at least one person's going to go. Yeah. So, but they wouldn't I don't think at this point they would do a double elimination. No, they don't need to. Yeah.
1: So, um okay. So and that actually speaks to what I said is what I'm going to say right now, first of all, let me just comment on um jackie and heidi and we talked about this in the first response yesterday another show you get on patreon by the way immediately after the show you get a first a show immediately after it ends you get a show talking about our first thoughts on the show on the episode but um is it's one of those cases and that happens often when you get to the to this stage in the competition where no one was necessarily awful per se it's just there's a bottom two and I think yeah. it was very clear, like, Gigi, even though we said it was easy, looked great and didn't fuck anything up. Sherry Pie and, you know, Janet the Plant looked fantastic. So that Jada and, and, and then Crystal, you know, they all hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. And they were or at least safe. And so these were two clearly, like, I think you could talk to Heidi, even though we've said it, we don't think it's her fault. And Jackie's just, well, not necessarily that it was bad. It just wasn't, it was the fifth place, you know? Yeah. And, um, so there's that. Next, it's, it was always, it had to always be a double chante for production reasons. So it was built in. So it was built in to have a double chante, and it was built in to be this episode. I'll tell you why. So they brought in these girls. This is my conspiracy theory here. Under the pretense that they were going to go see a show, a, a drag race performance. Right? Right. And... So they had them sign. So the girls willingly signed NDAs and, you know, releases that you would – that any people who go on this show sign any anyway if they're in the audience. It was standard issue, right? Right. But the show is not stupid. And they realize, okay, we're giving up who the top six are. That's fine, Uh even though they have NDAs. But we're not going to show them who gets eliminated. We can't, right? They'll fucking tell somebody. I mean, the yeah. drag queens who are on the show can't keep their fucking mouths shut. The people who work on the cast can't keep their mouths shut, right? I know everybody in what order and what song they lip-sync to. I know everything, right? Uh-huh. So I think they knew it had to be a double chante, or they were pretty much telling the world who the top five were. So I think it had to be a double chante. It just
0: had to. Also, mm-hmm. adding to that, if you're having a super fan experience. Yeah, exactly. Right, but if you're having the super fan experience, what more... What what is more of a super fan experience than actually getting to watch a double Shantae mm-hmm. versus watching somebody go home? It You're kind right. of it, it's it's added it's added into that where like they got to lip sync and they got to be part of everything and stuff. Yeah. Where it, whereas maybe that's part of the reason why as well.
1: But no, but it's also clear. I mean, like you were right. I mean, Heidi clearly won that lip sync. Jackie looked a crazy person running around. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I have a note here is. Uh, at the end, right before Rue delivers her final decision, Michelle leans over and tells Rue that she was giving full Gilda Radner. Do you want to explain to the children who Gilda,
0: Rad- Gilda Radner was? I thought of that. I was going to ask the chat room if anybody did not know who Gilda Radner was, but I'll, I'll explain to us. Gilda Radner was a member, the first cast of Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Mm-hmm. She was uh one of the first women on the show. It was her, Jane Curtin, and Lorraine Newman were the first three f- uh female members of the Not Ready for Primetime players. And she has several characters, uh one of which is a character named Roseanne Rosanna Dana that used to be on the news that wore hair similar to what Jackie had on. It was just this very big, thick black hair. Um And she often played very wacky characters and used her body in physical comedy a lot. And she was very much beloved and um, definitely, I would say, one of the top ever performers on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was on for the first five years, I think, until 1980. And then when the majority of the cast all left, she went with them. Yeah. And then she passed away in the late 80s from ovarian cancer, right? Yes. She was married to Gene Wilder um yeah. she eventually went got married and she made a she never had super a super successful movie career she made a couple of movies that she was in oh, um, i remember the woman in red she had like a funny the, role in the woman in red she was the woman in red and she did like haunted honeymoon or something with gene wilder both of those movies are with gene wilder and she uh i can't think of other movies she was in right now yeah but she. But was there, there, yeah. there is a documentary about her life on hulu that came out last year but it's on hulu that i'm hoping to watch called love gilda and it talks about her life and she had she actually um a drag queen here in tampa years ago when i used to go out used to lip sync to a song of hers called talk dirty to the animals that that's a pretty funny song that um i love it's it's a it's a silly song
1: all right very good uh anyway any other final thoughts on the episode taylor
0: I I I'm really liking this season. I know mm-hmm. there's no conflict. I know there isn't any, and that might be part of the reason why cuz I whereas I know that you love conflict, I I just want to see looks and I just want to see people laughing and I I want to see shade but not mean shade. Yeah. I just want to see them ribbing each other and that seems to be what we're getting.
1: No, no so, I, but I with I, enjoy you. I like this season. I think though as we narrow yeah. it down though we are get th- this happens even in the greatest seasons. When you get to this stage either exhaustion or just conflict. Like season 6 is a perfect example. A fantastic season from right out the gate. But when you got to this stage in the competition, they were looking for things to do. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced very well, by the way, by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and
0: myself... Sashay away until next week.
1: Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at recap. If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at p i m c Taylor follow joe batance on twitter and instagram at joe batance that's j-o-e-b-e-t-a-n-c-e the theme song was written by lucian piani and arranged and performed by alex lefebvre this episode was produced by luke stamen drag race recap is an afterthought media podcast